Bowman. What is up, BTS Nation? We are back with another episode, and this week's drop is super special. Last week, while we were in the mesmerizing Pacific Northwest for our annual company retreat, I took the opportunity to sit down with my guy, Lebin, our CEO at Lead Health, for an intimate confession revealing the driving force behind why he is committed to building an organization that is positively impacting the lives of those in need. Also, his exceptional wife, Anitu, joined us and gave an exclusive perspective that you don't want to miss. So buckle up. This one is absolutely inspiring and heartwarming. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the show. Much gratitude. Clap it up. Let's go. One time. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. We're in the the game. We're in the game. Well, uh, thank you both for uh, doing this. Uh, I think we uh, collectively have been waiting for this moment to share Levin's story and share your guys' story and really to put it out there for our our community um, because it's obviously incredible, inspirational, and um, you, you both are the two most exceptional human beings that we know. So thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate that. So um, let's just, you know, let's just jump, let's jump into it. Uh, Levin, and, you know, obviously we want to, you want to share your story. That's why we're here today. So um, take us back to uh, the moment um, when you were with your parents in the hospital and um, describe the emotions that you experienced that ultimately led to building lead health and what it is today we're looking back around 2016 um, and it started with my mom Uh, she had um, serious kidney uh, uh, issues kidney failure and then she started having neurological issues as well so my father and and uh, and i were tag teaming he asked me to step away and um, help him with her care and um, that was my priority at the time. And I told the team that we had at that moment uh, that I'm going to have to check out for a bit. They're going to have to hold things down for us. And I went into full-time care mode with my dad uh, to try and figure out the healthcare system for my mom. It was very complicated. Um, even though I had been in healthcare for a decade by that point, I never knew uh, what it looked like from the inside, and it was um, it was just a total eye-opening experience for me, uh, going through that, taking her into her dialysis, uh, taking her in and out of ER visits on a you know every other week basis. It was a it was a progressively deteriorating condition for for my mom, and um, my dad was really acting as her caregiver. So it was hard. It was really, really hard, but um, it gave me a whole new appreciation for um, what the healthcare workers did, not only for um, my parents, my, my mom and my dad, myself as uh, you know, a caregiver at that time. Um, the, the nurses play an incredible role uh, in not only making sure that their patients are comfortable, but also making sure that the family members are, are kept abreast of everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they have a, a sense of compassion that y- you don't experience on an everyday basis. And, 
And so as we were going through that process, um, about eight months into it, my dad then had a um, devastating uh, brainstem st stroke and he became uh, paralyzed uh, from head to toe. He was in a, uh, a situation called locked-in syndrome uh, where he was cognitively 100% there, but um, he couldn't move uh, from head to toe and um, he couldn't communicate, he couldn't speak at all. The only thing that he could do was respond to questions that we would give to him. And this is, you know, uh, th there was one part of his brain that wasn't impacted. So he, he knew that we, you know, we were communicating with him, but the way he communicated back to us was by blinking his eyes. And uh, so, you know, this fast forward uh, a few months after that stroke, unfortunately, my mom passed away. Um, and it was a very, very trying time for us as a family. Um, at that time, uh, we had a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a three-year-old, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, and it was just, you know, we've got on the one side trying to build our family, mm -hmm. on the other side trying to take care of, um, you know, my parents and their health and just and devastating. At that time, devastating. I was working full time. Yeah, it was just. I a, was out of the house ten hour, ten plus hours out of the day. So he kind of had like the role of dad at home plus son uh, taking care of his parents. So it was just such a difficult. difficult it was a difficult for us. It was a very difficult time, and um, you know, but at, but at the same time. During those uh, those visits that you know before my dad's stroke, um, as he and I were taking my mom around for the doctor's visit, he was truly an uh, you know an inspiring story for me. He was an entrepreneur himself. He had come to this country with eight dollars in his pocket, and he built a multi-million-dollar business and and raised four children, and and. That he, when we were taking those rides, he would always talk to me about business, about how how's our business going. You know, I know you're helping me right now, but ultimately you're going to you know get back into it, and you're in a in a great business that has mm -hmm. unlimited demand. Um, you know, I had to try and he would tell me, uh, I had to try and drum up demand for my business and 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 get the word out there. In your in your business, it's one where. Uh, you just have to. You just got to find the people. There's always going to be demand for healthcare workers, and so that stuck with me. And as I went through that process, uh, and I saw the inner workings of, of the healthcare system and what the nurses did for patients and family members, I, I said, I'm going to recommit myself to this. I am going to make it a success. I'm uh, I'm going to make it a tribute to my parents for what they've done for me and uh, for, for the healthcare workers, uh, which touched my life over those two years. Um, both, you know, initially when, as we were going around with, uh, with my mom's care and then subsequently when my dad post-stroke, he was in a skilled nursing facility for uh, three and a half years and I was in that skilled nursing facility as well just a tremendous, tremendous appreciation. I became like a secondary staff mm -hmm. of 
yeah. of this center called Garden Park Care Center, and um, and it was it was really really uh, a crazy time, yeah. but it, it fueled the fire for what is lead lead health right now. I need to walk us through what you observed Levin going through during this time oh. and and how it impacted him, how it impacted you mm -hmm. and and your family. So his average day looked like I, I would leave early in the morning for work. He, he didn't see me for the rest of the day until evening. I would go to work. He would take the kids to school, get them ready. The kids would complain, oh, my hair looks all weird. But he, he did. He was a rock star. He did it all. Took them to school. And, you know, like when you're that busy, something's got to give. So he would grab McDonald's, two Egg McMuffins on the way to go see his dad. He'd spend the whole day, you know, because his dad was still like fully aware of his situation or just he wouldn't, he know, he knew what was going on. So Lovin would have conversations with him and, you know, he would be there. Sometimes I would meet him for lunch over there um, because, you know, he, you know, it, it was close by my work. And that was one of the only times we could even communicate because we were just so busy. But but I think I think what happened at that point was, yeah, you know, we started building. Re, you know, the business was was building and, and making some progress. Um, I, ha I had the core team uh, that was holding it down. But then as we switched into travel nursing, um, I had a, I had a recruiter that um, was was doing very well. He was building this business. Um, but at the same time, he lacked a lot of the traits and the characteristics that um, I believed in, in terms of growing and scaling this business. He lacked uh, empathy at the end of the day. Um, we were, you know, I, was still, I was at my dad's facility, so the, 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 the schedule was drop the kids off around yeah. 7.30, go to my dad's facility, be with him from 7.30 till... Pick Three o'clock for kids pick up, uh, yeah. and during that time, I would be with my dad, work on you know anything. Doctors would come in, visit, mm -hmm. uh, etc. But I was also doing my work from the facility, yeah. and, um, and and we were starting to gain some steam. And um, you know, I would tell my dad, "Look, look at my computer. We've got two travelers. We've got four travelers," and he would acknowledge with the blinks. And it was it was. Great to see that because we were kind of like feeding off each other. I was trying to encourage him to improve, yes. Yes. get better. Hey, Dad, you can you know move your finger a little yeah. bit, um, and and I would tell him like this is this is starting to happen. Everything we talked about with uh, with the business is starting to gain, gain some steam, and um, but 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 this recruiter who was helping me, it was hard because he was helping me grow this business, but at the same time. He was like riding me, like not understanding what I'm going through. He would call me at 11 o'clock at night after I got home saying, I need this contract to go out or this, this or that. It was, a, it was a really hard time for me because I was trying to balance and juggle all of these things. How long did this go on for like this routine that you were going through? Uh, it, it went from uh, around June of 2017. Uh, through the beginning of COVID, which was yes. um, early 2020. 20. 
and and it was during that time that um, that I came across you actually on on LinkedIn, and um, I would I would see your content on LinkedIn to be honest, where it was so positive, it was so um, inspiring that during those hard times, yeah. I would look at your content and to, to kind of lift me up. Um, so it's just weird how, how, how the world works. Obviously, you fast forward till the beginning of COVID. Um, skilled nursing facility says, I'm sorry, you're part of this family, but we don't know what's happening here. You're gonna to have to go home. Yeah, they shut the entire place down. They shut, shut. You know, no visitors, etc. Last visitation that yeah, one day. Yeah, it was a, it was he a really hard. Work. He said, "If this is the last time we could see my dad, like they're gonna shut the facility down. Uh, Let's go visit him this one yeah, last so time." Yeah, so we got the kids. Yeah, like the kids, the kids would come. School. Yeah, we just. Yeah, we spent the day there, and it was really a it was really a hard day. But we, you know, no one knew what was going on yeah, with COVID crazy. at that time. Um, but, you know, by this time, the business has actually gained some steam and, and you know, we've grown, probably doubled for our first double uh, during that period and, and, and things are moving. But I knew that um, as I scale this business, I want to scale it with my values, with people that I surround myself with people that, that share those values, share my business philosophy, et cetera. And so when COVID came, um, serendipitously uh, is when you, you reached out around that time and I had a lot more passion for building this business. It was all, I just poured all my heart and soul into it um, at that point in time uh, and, and I, I wanted to devote it to the nurses and, and, and as a legacy for myself and, and, and to my parents for what they had done for me. And your, your, your LinkedIn message, message came in saying that I've got a little bit of uh, travel nursing experience and um, we should probably talk about that. And three months later, June of 2020, you're on board and kind of the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love, love that. Um, yeah, so, um, was that was that the last actually the actual last time that no. you guys you got to see your dad? We got to see him a few times through the window. Yeah, we had to. It was very it was a weird situation. Yeah, we it was like if you remember back in COVID, they were like they would show Locked people ones. coming with their signs to the windows because like they couldn't enter the. We were doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He had like a little sliding door through the back area, like through his uh, room. So we would go through there, we would like take the girls, we would like look through the window, talk to him through the window. And he can like, I mean, he, his head was turned so he can, we could see his eyes. And we have like, in, you know, we've captured images, images of all this stuff kids, where we're doing yeah. I mean, it's a wild, it was a wild time, but he was a fighter. He was a fighter. Yeah, he he fought through all of that and um, as COVID started to subside and they, they, uh, they, they allowed people to re-enter, mm -hmm. um, he made it through that he whole period. It, yeah. He made it through from, uh, you know, he had been there, he was checked in in um, June of uh, 2017 and 
and COVID started early 2020. He made it through early 2022. Um, you know, and, and so we were, the facility was reopened and we were able to come back. It was like a wild world, like, because then I could talk to him again uh, and, and fill him in on what was going on. But how do you even explain like the COVID? jump and, and, and the COVID. COVID. Like oh, yeah. the whole, the whole notion of, of yeah. what was going on out there. Yeah. So, so anyway, so during this period, um, you know, lead 2.0 was happening and, and we, we were growing the business and I, I told him what had happened during that period with, with our business and you could just see his, mm -hmm. his eyes light up, uh, kind of like a, I told you so. Um, and so, it, sorry, it gives me goosebumps when I'm talking about this, but um, so that was, that was really um, how, how it went down and as we grew lead, you know, it started with you, then Kyle, then the rest of our core team about what, you know, what, what do we want to make this company about? Um, and, and, you know, from, from day one, for me, it was how do I create a legacy? How do I create a legacy for myself, for my family, demonstrate to my kids what it means to be a good human being, a good person, and, um, you know, experience some success that I know that I had capability of doing so. It was just there was these obstacles along the way that we had to get over. So uh, as CEO of Lead, and I, I love I love this um, as far as like, you know, how did this experience? You went obviously this is a really powerful emotional experience that you were going through, your family was going through as you're building Lead, growing it. How did the experience that you went through shape? the the values of what you believe in that you instilled within lead and so how, how did that impact that there were a number of things i think the the main one was you know we, we want to build an organization uh that you know there's kind of like the core values core values of being empathetic right being empathetic and that's um, internally with teammates, also with the clinicians who are, who are our partners that are doing the, the, the heavy lifting and they have now gone through a traumatic experience with COVID and, and you know, there was, there was some recognition of that during the, during the pandemic, but um, clearly, I, in my view, not enough. And so I wanted to build the organization about the, the, the clinician experience, um, how, how do we take care of them as they are taking care of our families and communities, um, and, and, and show them that on a day-in, day-out basis, how do we become a part of that community? Um, because, you know, I think there are some, some uh, companies out there that do that, but not enough. A lot of these companies view it as a business only, but this is way more than a business. It's about taking care of, like, if you have a family member in the hospital um, or you're in the hospital, you want to make sure that those people who are taking care of you are well taken care yeah. of themselves because that's going to translate to your care. And that was the experience that I had 
in dealing with all of those healthcare workers over that, you know, five-year period, it just kind of shaped how I want to create this business. It's it's going to be about about the clinician, about how do we how do we salute them for the work that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, th there's a couple other things that came out of that. Um, the whole notion of transparent communication. As a family member, when you're going through this kind of experience with your, with your loved ones, you just want direct, transparent communication from your providers, and they gave that to us. Good, bad, or indifferent on any given day. And so that was highly, highly appreciated on, on my end. And so in the same way as we grew this business, we want to have that kind of very transparent communication with our clinicians about all factors of this is what you're stepping into, into this hospital, this is what your pay is going to be. All of that should be very clearly communicated. Um, and, and I think um, we've kind of led the charge there um, as far as the industry goes. The industry has moved to more, more of this uh, transparent communication. but. Uh, it's something that we absolutely believe in here at LEAD. Yeah, so recapping, obviously, <clears throat> you uh, have built LEAD, uh, and it's, you're, you're very clear on why we show up every day as an organization, right? It's about legacy, as yeah. you articulated, and leading the pursuit of a personal and professional legacy. So we know why we show up every day as an organization, and our just cause is to support our clinicians and positively impact the lives of those in need. And it's, it's funny, listening to you talk right now, I'm going back to Wednesday night in our first ever Leader Awards Gala. And one of the awards that we gave was the Patient Impact Award because, and we, we know this internally, we talk about patient care stats. It's the statistic we care most about. Yeah. Um, so just tell me a little bit about why patient care stats are so important to you and to us as an organization. I think that's where we have the greatest impact as an organization. Again, this is, for me, it is about legacies, about how many people can I touch um, as a whole. And, you know, what I alluded to earlier, if, if you're the patient or you've got a family member who is a patient, you want to make sure they're well taken care of. And how do we, how do we provide that in, at scale? That's kind of like what's most important to me. So when, when we talk about how do, how do we go about touching as many lives as possible within the context of our business, it is um, A, making sure that, that our, our clinicians are happy with us and, and we're doing the right thing for them. So that then, when they're in their clinical environments, they're touching as many lives as possible within our communities and, uh, you know, the communities of this country. Because um, that, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Uh, you're a visionary. Um, it's why you and I align so well. Um, I mean, you know, you have a wide vision. You see a wide horizon, right? So we sit here today, uh, literally in Portland, at our, our company uh, annual retreat. And so 2023, we're uh, just we're in early early parts of Q1. Uh, what is on the horizon for you guys as a family? Let's talk family first. You guys as a family, um, you as a CEO, entrepreneur, and then us as an organization. 
Okay. Okay. You want to hit the family stuff um, and uh, I'll chime in? Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess us as a family this year, we, we put the kids in sports. So we want to instill in them teamwork and how it, um, how it relates to the real world. You guys have to depend on each other and work together to be a functioning individual. It can't, like, we had our, um, our middle daughter in violin initially. She loved it, but then as soon as she started playing it, she wasn't a, a, a fan. fan. Yeah. One, it was an independent type thing, which I think she liked, but she, it, it was a, it's a difficult instrument to learn. So we ended up um, putting her in flag football, which we were very skeptical about with her personality, and she has just thrived. And She's coming out of her coming shell. out of her shell. Um, I think I think the whole notion of teamwork and and how do you work with people of different backgrounds and yeah and and, and different That's skills. Important. It's yeah. just important. It's an important life skill. So we're trying to build them into With their kid, better yeah. human beings and, and yeah. have life skills. Well, they're going to get mad if I don't talk about each one. So <laughs> the little one is in soccer, and she's also in a team environment, which she loves. Um, and then our eldest is in uh, choir. Yeah. And even though that doesn't seem like a team, it's kind of like yeah. a team because they work. She's in alto, so she has to sing one version of the song. But when she sings it alone, it sounds... Not so great, but when she sings it with the entire choir, it sounds just beautiful. So I think um, this year we're we're teaching our kids about teamwork. Um, I think we're going to do a little bit of travel. A little bit of travel, and then also uh, we are going to start. Today we were inspired to start them on practicing gratitude on the home front at an early age. I mean, I think... think, um, we can't go wrong there. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and I just want to add to it is, you know, part of our ethos uh, at LEAD is we believe success is a team sport, right? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. we truly, whether it's literally youth sports or it's in business or any type of team, like you have to be able to function together and you will thrive and accomplish way more together as part of a team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to teach your kids that at a young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think one other thing to mention is Alina, our, our eldest, is a budding uh, media entrepreneur <laughs> yes, as well. Yes. So, so you're so on maybe she that can get a job. She's yes. a future on lead media. Yeah, awesome. she's definitely in for the internship yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So what else is on the horizon for, for you, Levin, yep. and for us? I think just kind of speaking broadly about the, the business, the industry, I think um, the business has transformed in the years that I've, you know, that we've been involved in it. I think there's more and more um, power in the hands of the clinician as there should be, um, because they're ultimately the ones who are making the difference. Um, And and so uh, we've always leaned into that as an organization in in, in providing the transparency and so forth. I think we are going to, uh, you know, lean further and further into that uh, by enabling, uh, tech, you know, offering them technology solutions where they can do some self-booking and, and those kind of things and, and have flexibility in assignments. Um, and I think that's happening broadly in the business. This whole notion of 13-week assignment, uh, you know, for a fixed period is shifting. And, and 
you know, there might be four week assignments and six week assignments and master bookings and those kind of things. So um, I think the good news is we've been around long enough where we can navigate those discussions with both clients and then facilitate what the clinicians want. Um, so a lot of that is happening. I think we are leaning uh, deeper into the community. We have um, done an incredible job in the last uh, two years in, in becoming one with the travel nursing community. Um, and uh, we will double and triple down on that uh, over the course of the next couple years. Um, and I think, you know, there, there will be uh, other offerings that we have. We're, we're in travel nursing, but there's a likelihood that we'll get into travel allied and, and some other um, disciplines within, within healthcare staffing because our clients are asking for, for that. Love it. So final question is, um, you know, it, in the, fast forward into the future and uh, you have retired from your illustrious Hall of Fame career. You have your bust in the Canton version of healthcare staffing. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's gonna have a, a definition of the legacy that uh, you left. What, what's that legacy gonna uh, say to the person that uh, comes up and reads it? Hopefully it says he was an entrepreneur with grit that did not quit <laughs> and um, was, a, was a kind human being. That's, that's, that will be success as far as I define it, and you know, hopefully. Um, I think it already says that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, ho hopefully, hopefully, um, we've we've been good parents as well along the way, and and show, shown our children what it means to be good good humans, whatever they decide to do. Um, part of this whole experience with lead, and and you know, telling them what we do on a day to day basis is you know trying to model behavior that we would want to see in in them as they grow up so i love that and i was actually going to uh, fact check you and you too. <laughs> what, what is what is what does his bust say oh oh okay um i think i think what he said was true but i think it already says that about him he puts in so much effort and so much of himself into it that sometimes we were talking about this earlier that he doesn't take himself like he doesn't take time for himself he doesn't he won't eat lunches unless I'm like there telling him it's lunchtime you got to eat something right so I think that this sacrifice that he's making is um, is I think it's one paying off right yeah. it's like sure. the vision that he had um, is coming into reality which is unbelievable to me because he had the vision whereas I didn't have the vision I would just I'm embarrassed to say that I would tell him come on man like we need some money like go get a job like come on like I'm stressed out here like we got three little kids you know um there was but a lot going on. There was a lot going on, but I'm so glad that he followed his vision and he followed his dream and now we're, we're, at, we're at. But I think a lot of that credit has to go to his dad because his dad instilled in him, like, he was such a positive person. Like, kind of like you. Like, very, very 
the glass is half full. Like always, always, always. Like he could walk into a room and he was, like he would light it up. He was like so personable, and it was like I think that he's instilled in his like all of his sons. You guys got it, so do it. Like believe it, and it's gonna happen. And I think.、Um, I don't know. Can your bus say all that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's go. That was exceptional.